If you didn't read my last letter, then stop. Throw this letter in the trash and go back. I'm dealing with a lot right now. I'm barely staying alive. I never wrote a will, but I want you to know Seely gets it all. That wasn't even Seely. It was me, Dad. Seely's not here right now, and I'm very scared. I love you. Where we left off with the arrival of Team Smoke, many things happened at once. Those who were watching the broadcast of the gym battle saw everything as the commotion started. Things started falling apart. And as you made your way up to the mic and began speaking, the broadcast cut off. Seely, the professors, and Miguel, and all of the rest of your Pokemon at the ranch look at each other with concern and confusion. Seely, especially with concern, knowing the stakes of what was happening. The Pokemon in the Colosseum, who had been cheering on Mysterio during the course of the battle, are all looking at each other and trying to reconnect the jumper cables to the Heliolisk. Uh, all of them getting very rowdy, thinking that they've just got a bad connection. Down below, during the fight, as they were informed of the heist at the Encore Casino beginning, Reynolds, Cha-Cha, and Hazel busted into the basement of the casino, where they began to fight with Mooney, who quickly called in Lars for backup. Nice! Mooney and Lars fought against Detective Reynolds, Hazel, and Cha-Cha. Wait, Mooney and Lars? Yes. Lars was in this the whole time? <gasps> I thought you were saying the reverse thing of what I just heard. Nope. Oh, Lars! Mooney's Grand Bull and Lars's Polyrath fought against Bruce the Noivern, Gallade, and Zoroark. And as they were beginning to be overpowered with that bulldog determination, Grand Bull finally made his way over to the power and pulled it down, turning it off. Meanwhile, Janice is still in the area of the tower, helping civilians who are making their way running from whatever's happening at the casino. Team Nasty members running amok over in that direction. We see familiar faces. Wilbur, the two recruits who you fought. Bob and Thwomp with Tiny Tim are running amok. The members of the Elite Four here as backup, as the smoke swirls on top of the roof, are flying up there as quickly as they can. Marlin on his prized Charizard, Persica on her Togekiss, and Khan, who does not have a flying type of his own, flying on a borrowed Altaria from Persica. Meanwhile, down below, Luca and Lewis attempting to stealth in Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus agility for Luca. Uh, that's a 10. Have at this point made their way into the lab. They managed to do so without setting off any traps or alarms. And at this point, they are sneaking in with Professor Nichols in tow, getting a lay of the land. As they look in the lab around them, there is a lot of equipment, much of it resembling equipment from Professor Nichols' lab, but more advanced. Inside, 
across the way, they see that there are a couple of scientists, but one that seems to be directing the others. They have a tall, slender frame, have a cane, and at this point have put on a gas mask, as are the other scientists. No! And there is flying next to the one who seems to be giving directions, a crowbat that looks metallic with flashes of green. Up on the building, Pearl, roll initiative. Nine. Okay, with a nine, you will be going first as far as what's happening here on the roof. We will be focusing on what you are doing up here on the roof now that all of these other players have arrived. So you will act and then Team Smoke will act. The members of the Elite Four will be here at the beginning of the next round. Pearl, all of this chaos has broken loose. What are you doing in this exact moment? As the fog began, Leroy has separated himself from you. If you would like, you can look for him, but he has removed himself from where you're at and has gone somewhere. I want to find something to cover my face. You want to find something to cover your face? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that you, I mean, you certainly have the cape that you're wearing from Sealy. You've got your shirt. If you're just wanting to, like, put something over, you also have your earmuffs and everything. I want to find Leroy then and take whatever he has to cover his face. Okay, so you don't want to just, like, use your shirt or whatever you have. You're you're trying to grab something I'll use my shirt specific. for now, but I got to find him and get whatever he has. Okay. Or if he has a way out of here. Okay. Go ahead and roll to survey environment. Nine. So here's what I'll say. I think that you see the direction that he's gone off in, but it's going to be difficult to like catch up to him. And then, you know, it'll, it'll take an extra turn to, if you're trying to go to where he is, you see in the direction that he's going, he's heading toward his green room area. So basically you would have to be following him in that direction and then also, you know, leave what's going on out here. If you're following him that way, what is happening again? Okay, so here on the roof, the haze that sits over the city has been uh, almost as if, you know, it's been sucked up through a vacuum, uh, a hurricane or something. It has been pulled up and is obscuring the whole area. So everything is foggy and hard to see around here. It's mostly silhouettes at this point. But next to you, your Pokemon are out of their Pokeballs. I think that at this point, Mudslide has probably just picked up Jackie and shoved her in the pouch along with Pebble. But the rest of your Pokemon are out of their Pokeballs. It sounds like a bunch of Pokemon are out of their Pokeballs. And people, I think you hear the sounds of them trying to put them back in and it's not working. So it's hard to see. The haze is now faintly purple. You also see members of the band, particularly Owl, at this point are also going to try to put on masks and things as well. I would like to steal Al's mask. Okay, Al specifically? Yeah. Go ahead and roll plus might as you're going over near him. Ah, that's a nine. A nine. You, I think, wrestle it away from him, but at the cost that that is going to be your, like, action of this turn is wrestling that away from him to put it on yourself and, like, trying to get away from him. So rather than, like, Oscar actively doing something or whatever... The thing that Oscar does get to do, though, as the mist occurs, the Kabuchops tries to bolt, going in the same direction that Leroy is going. So Oscar can, even though he doesn't have something regular to do on his turn, can make 
a free attack if you would like. Sure, why not? Let's do Drain Punch. That's a seven. A seven. All right, that makes success. Uh, ten. With the damage from the Drain Punch, super effective. Oscar just sucker punches the Kabutops as it's trying to get away. It falls in a crumpled heap. It is not following Leroy now. That is your turn as Al says, like, hey, get back over here. And just in the chaos, you manage to just grab it from him as you see that he's trying to put it on and skitter away, trying to get yourself just obscured from him, going dodging between people and Pokemon. What direction are you going? What are you doing at this point as you put this mask over your face? I'm staying close to my Pokemon. Okay. You are staying close to your Pokemon. That is your turn then. Meanwhile, the others who have come up top, the man on the black Charizard, the person on the metallic Pidgeot, the person on the flaming Gyarados, and the athletic woman. Hi, Sully! The figures on the Charizard, the Pidgeot, and the Gyarados begin flying over the crowd through the smoke and haze, and you see them throwing things from their mounted positions down below. You see one of these small orbs make contact with something, suck it up, and return to the person up above. A second throws one down, but does not catch anything. And the third manages to snag another small Pokemon. Meanwhile, the woman with the long silver ponytail begins running toward you. The large electric ape, as it gets closer, you recognize as a slacking with just bolts of electricity just arcing off of its body wildly as it also runs towards you. They are rushing at you and will be upon you on their next turn. Meanwhile, down below in the basement, I'm going to have you roll on behalf of the International Police crew as they are fighting against Lars and Mooney. I'm going to have you roll with advantage because they have them outnumbered, but we're just going to do a flat roll between the two to see who is gaining control. If the International Police get a certain number of successes, they will be able to get the power back on as they overpower Mooney and Lars. A nine. Nine. A draw. So we will roll it off then for the tie. Eight. Five. Oof. (sighs) Guys, I'm sorry I can't talk much right now, and I know it's a podcast. (laughs) That is okay. That is okay. Put some music underneath it, Jonah. (laughs) Got a lot of things going on. That is happening down below. Meanwhile, down below on the basement level, Luca has Tufus out and Lewis has Francis the Dunsparce. They have snuck in here. They are in the lab. The scientists are not aware that they are there yet, that they have snuck in. Professor Nichols is behind them. There is no gas or anything in this chamber, but it appears as though the scientists are all prepared for that. What do you want them to do? I want them to get masks for themselves. Okay. Go ahead and roll to survey environment for Luca. Oh, wow. He has a plus three in instinct. So um, that's a 12. A 12. Very quickly, they note where they seem to be getting them from. And as there is a moment where they are migrating into a different area, the Salvatores and Professor Nichols come up behind and very gently open the drawer and put masks on themselves. That is going to be their turn. Back at the top of the round, Pearl, before you have an opportunity to act, 
reinforcements arrive. As the members of the Elite Four who were directed to come up to the roof arrive. The Charizard, the Togekiss, and the Altaria bearing Khan upon it. <laughs> who, as you see all three of them, there is a definite sense of power that you get that rivals that of what you are seeing from Team Smoke for I feel certain. Like, I feel like in some ways, though, I, I just see their silhouettes, too. That is true. But, but seeing... like, as a listener, that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So as they are coming up, you have the opportunity to place each of them against somebody else. Khan is going to hop off of the Altaria and work from the ground as he releases his main Pokemon that he is going to be using, an Infernape. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter if I know what types they are because they've all been hybrid in some way. So this is a metal, like, you know, like this is against the normal in some way, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> very cool, but doesn't necessarily make for good strategy. Let's have the Charizard against the Charizard, the Gyarados against the Togekiss, and the Pidgeot against the Infinerape. All right. The three of them, as they come up over the side, split off, each of them shouting out to each other to go in different directions. The Infernape runs in the direction of the metallic Pidgeot, who is flying low as its passengers preparing to throw another snag ball. The Togekiss flies toward the Gyarados, who looks like it is about to just unleash some sort of flaming attack as Marlin flies directly toward the Black Charizard. Charizard versus Charizard. <laughs> I thought you'd be excited about that. Just like the first movie. That's for you. Thank you. Anytime. I'm going to have all of them roll against each other in a second, but first, what are you doing? Um, I would like to snag the Pokemon that Oscar just took out. Ooh, okay. I would like to use the snag machine to get the horseshoe crab. Okay. It does have an override feature where it won't snag something that's not a shadow Pokemon. I mean, or I'll just throw a Pokeball at it, but it won't work in this situation. If its Pokeball was broken... It would effectively not have a Pokeball. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, but nobody's Pokeballs are working right now. Touche. So that's where I'm like, I don't think it matters if I catch it. I can't catch it, but I could maybe snag it. But I I, I don't know. No, I hear you. (laughs) Roll to catch Pokemon. As you activate, the little visor comes over your eye and the snag machine comes down your arm. What kind of ball are you throwing? I don't know, guys. I don't really care about this. Like, it's not like I want to catch a Pokemon. I just want to take it away from Leroy. Maybe it could be an asset in some some terrible way. It could give us a clue. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to throw a friend ball. Okay. Roll 2d6. Seven. A seven plus two because it's, quote, below 10% health. It's fainted. Is there any bonus from the friend ball? Just increase friendship by one. Most be friends. Let's stop this fighting, this madness. <laughs> so you got a plus two from it being, quote, below 10% health. It's fainted. And plus one from it being caught unaware or restrained because it's unconscious. And because in this instance, this specific instance, you're using the snag machine and all Pokeballs are kind of weird right now, I'm not going to do the negatives from it being a higher tier than everything. So with your seven plus three, a 10, 
as you throw the friend ball, which in this instance is acting as a snag ball, the Kabutops unconscious is sucked in as it falls to the ground. It shakes once, twice, a third time, and clicks. <laughs> Guys, I don't know how to play this game anymore. I don't know what is helpful. I don't know what is a good move, but that does tickle me. And I think that Fanta probably runs over there, picks it up, and grabs it. I, and I assume that your Pokemon are all staying huddled close yes. together. Oh, totally. Near you. Totally. Fanta's not confused, right? No. Great. They were confused in the sense of they didn't know what was going on, but okay. they did not have the status condition okay. confused. Okay, great, great, great. So that will effectively be what you do on your turn. All right. Hi, hi. Pearl kind of just is like with her mask, with her Pokemon in a circle. It's a circle like the Avengers. The first, <laughs> in the first movie. Oh, team punches in the circle like yeah! the Avengers. Oh! Except Jackie's oh! totally passed out. She's just sort of like lip, lip yeah, noodling lip in the noodle. pouch next to Pebble. Yeah. Oh, man. But in spirit, in spirit, though. Totally there. That is your turn as you were staying in that general area. The figure who you can only assume at this point is Sully runs up and grabs you and puts you in a chokehold. Sully! The Slack King jumps up, leaps with both fists in the air. Boom! Looking directly down at Fanta, who just at the last second jumps out of the way boom, as the Slack King comes down. While this figure has you in the chokehold, you just hear, Is anyone down in the lab? Yeah, Professor Ed, Louie, Ed. I will say she's not actually choking you. I know, it I'm looks, just acting, I'm looks, acting. Okay, I'm, great, I'm great, going great. along with the part. Um, yeah, the Professor Ed, Louie, and uh, Luca. Tell him to get my Pokeballs out of there. Okay, I say that in my ear. You notify them. She says that they're being kept from her, basically. She tells you that very yeah, quickly. got it. I got it. <laughs> that, that totally read. She says, good, now I need you to kick me and get as far away as you can because I'm going to make this look convincing. Gladly, but I got to help the people who are here. That's fine. I'm about to go do something else. Okay. But I just needed it to look like this. Pow! Kick, kick. Poker in the eye. <laughs> Roll 2d6 plus personality. You try to look really tough, and Sully really tries to sell it. <laughs> Sully, you're too strong. I can't even break the hold. <laughs> Seems like a good thing that everything is so obscured. Oh, my gosh. But it does look as though... Some bad stage combat just happened. The figure on the Charizard was looking in your direction. Meanwhile, the rest of the figures up top. Go ahead and give me a... 2d6 for Marlin on his Charizard. Eight. Versus the three of the figure on the black Charizard as Boom. obviously was distracted by the fact that Sully let you go is looking at that happen as boom! Just with a massive dragon claw attack, Marlin like lightning on this beaten scarred Charizard slashes at this other Charizard. Please roll for Persica on the toga kiss. Nine. Versus the six of the figure on the Gyarados. As toga kiss uses this blinding, dazzling gleam against the Gyarados, who lets loose a flamethrower that Persica is able to dodge out of the way of flying on the toga kiss. And please roll for Khan. Seven. Versus the 11 of the Ooh. Pidgeot. 
having the high ground, the advantageous aerial position, the Pidgeot swoops out of the way of the Infernape's fire punch and then sweeps down with an aerial ace that hits the monkey. So the Team Smoke member on the Pidgeot continues to throw a ball and snags one Pokemon. The figure on the Charizard rolls with disadvantage after getting hit by Marlin, but still manages to snag one. And the figure on the Gyarados with disadvantage does not successfully snag a Pokemon this turn. Pearl, please roll 1d6. Five. I need Oscar to roll to tough it out plus vitality. 11. 11. Oscar succeeds. Full success. As all of that is happening up on the roof, we find ourselves back down in the basement with the international police fighting against Mooney and Lars. Detective Reynolds and his associates have gotten the upper hand. Go ahead and roll 3d6. 12. Versus the five of Mooney and Lars. Lars, I'm still not over that. I think that as they are focusing fire for a moment, not dealing as much with the polyrath of Lars, but more so going after Mooney's Grand Bull, the one who pulled the lever in the first place. Between them, the Noivern, Gallade, and Zoroark, with their various attacks, knock out the Grand Bull. As Grand Bull is knocked out, Mooney then sends out the Venomoth. As the international police are continuing to gain the upper hand and trying to fight past them to get toward the lever to turn the power back on, that takes us into the lab. You have called down below and told the Salvatores that they need to get Sully's Pokeballs that are being held down here. They do that. Go ahead and roll to survey environment. Wow, Luca's amazing. He's got great stats. 12. 12. As they search through the area, Luca finds what looks like uh, some sort of safe, a clear glass opening with a large amount of security that it looks as though Sully's Pokeballs are being held in. Luca has seen these before, he's aware. These are ones that he has seen on her person as they are looking through this area. It is locked and it looks like it requires some sort of key card to open this safe. I think they would just break the safe if possible. Because if he can see through it, there's something they could break. It's like a heavy duty, like bulletproof type of glass. Can Tufus just try to rip it? He can. (laughs) I mean, would that be four rounds versus just trying to steal a key card? They will lose the element of surprise as he goes to rip and tear. Okay, then that's not the priority, I guess. You can. You totally can. Because obviously uh, her Pokemon are being held captive down here. Well, I think they're just going to start a battle then with the element of surprise while they still have it. Okay, so. And Luca's secret mission in that battle is to swipe a key card while the adults battle. Great. Luca and Lewis go forward with their stealth that they had already. The scientists seem preoccupied. Roll 2d6 for Professor Nichols. Five. He falls behind them in shock as he recognizes that the tall, slender figure with the crowbat, seeing them up close like this, it's Tyler. But Luca and Lewis can't really worry about that right no. now. As with Tufus and Francis. Hold on. Is it easier for Professor Nichols to swipe a key card than I don't know how strong his Pokemon are? He doesn't have any Pokemon on him right Oh, now. well, then he should be the one swiping a key card. Okay. And Luca and Lewis should just hold down the fort until he succeeds in that. The key card looks to be on Tyler. Great. That's his job. Are they still starting a fight and he's just going to have to go try to get it? I mean, maybe not. I don't know. 
I would think it would be easier for Luca and Louis to distract this and him slightly get the key card by starting a fight. So you want them to start a fight and him to try to sneak? Yeah. How many people are in this room? Are they up against an army? One of my, one of my, I see three people, you There's, know, in my imagination. That is correct. There's currently Tyler and two other scientists. Then Luca and Louis could totally take him down. Okay. They're going to start the fight. Roll a disadvantage for Professor Nichols to try to sneak around as he is like overcome with seeing Tyler in this moment and is struggling with that. Five. Okay. His presence is noted as the Salvatore's burst forward with the element of surprise. The scientists, as their Pokemon begin to get attacked, they see just all three of these opposing figures and their Pokemon. Tufus is rushing forward and goes to immediately ice fang this metallic and green crobat. As the other two scientists send out their Pokemon, there is a Magneton and a Porygon too. Francis the Dunsparce begins to use rollout, starting to pinball around the lab. Roll for the Salvatores. Uh, just a flat eight. Against the four of the scientists, they get a solid jump on them, catching them off guard. The scientists, as the Salvatores make their sneak attack, their ambush, it seems as though they had gotten some sort of uh, communication and were about to head back around toward the safe and then were intercepted okay. with this ambush. Okay. But back up top, it is your turn, Pearl. Okay. What did Sally tell me to do? She told me to get the Pokemon and get out of there, right? Then I said, I want to try to help people. <gasps> oh, also, Shavakadu is out of his Pokeball. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had it on your person. So... Surprise! There's two big Gyaradoses up top. And I can't tell anybody to get back in the Pokeball. No, that is correct. I would like Fanta and Mudslide to try to find doors to break them down. Okay. And I would like... Oscar to go with Mudslide, Mysterio to go with Fanta. Jackie is in Mudslide's pouch, and I will climb on Shabakadu. Okay, so you are sending your Pokemon off to act independently. Yeah, to break down doors. All right, cool. So you've got... Like, I imagine if I could, where Shane and Bailey are. Yes, that That's makes perfect sense. That's where they would go and try to break down the, whatever doors they're closest to, to get these people out. Okay. Sorry to split my team up, but that's my idea that, I don't know, could be helpful, but it's the best idea I got right now. All right, so Mudslide and Pebble, along with Oscar, with Jackie in the pouch, start running off in the direction of one of the emergency stairwells. The notorious Bird Brothers, Fanta and Mysterio, go off in the direction of another. Fanta, yeah. anime running while Mysterio flies low up above. Love that. And you... Hop on to Shavakadu. Mm -hmm. As you get on to Shavakadu, what are you doing? If we were to, like, fly, that doesn't dispense the smoke more. If you were to fly? I think I would like to fly. I mean, yeah. I mean, certainly that is the best way for Shavakadu to move around yeah. through this area rather than slithering on the rooftop. And then can I just do, like, a general check to see who could I beat up the most right now in this fight? Sure. Go ahead and... Um, Roll to discern traits. It's a four. A four. There's a black shadowy Charizard, a flaming Gyarados, 
a metallic Pidgeot with electricity sparking off of it, and then this sparking, wildly charged slacking. I think our best bet is the Pidgeot. Okay, you're going to go over in the direction of the Pidgeot, which currently Khan is fighting? Yeah. Okay, so you hop on Shavakadu and you all fly over in the direction of the Pidgeot. What are you going to do? Shavakadu, I wish I could say this feels so great, but we'll get there. Let's use Dragon Pulse. All right, Dragon Pulse, go ahead and roll to hit. You can add Shavakadu's new might. It's a seven. A seven, so a mixed success as the Dragon Pulse hits the metallic Pidgeot. We're basically using the simplified battle alternate ruling that's in the back of the PMF handbook. So Mm -hmm. rather than rolling a whole bunch of damage dice, you deal damage matching the Pokemon's move tier. So it was a tier three move, so it does three damage. As that ends your turn, that is then going to take us to Team Smoke's turn. First of all, Sully having her moment of being able to look as though she's fighting you just so she can get in a word before there's a chance to call in her treachery, her double cross. She is now fully swapped over. So she is going to be opposing the rest of the Team Smoke members up top. So she will be removed from that list. But added to that list, emerging from the smoke, there are two new figures. One blasts out of a tunnel, Leroy's tunnel, riding atop a Blastoise that basically looks like a tank. So cool. And then from below the stage, another figure, which I think you recognize uh, at this point as Al. Al, you jerk. Flying atop a spectral, sleek-looking dragon. Does he have a mask? He's got a bandana. All right, see, I'm not that bad of a person, peeps. (laughs) I knew he would be fine. Oh, I almost forgot. On the end of your turn, roll 1d6. Six. Roll for Fanta to tough it out, plus vitality. It's a flat 10. You're good. It's a full success. Cool. Good to know. All right, meanwhile, the battles that are taking place... Go ahead and roll for Khan with his Infernape. Go ahead and roll with advantage because you just joined their fight, aiding him. Wow, it's two sixes, 12. A critical success. All right. With a critical success, after this round, the Pidgeot Rider is going to retreat. That's good, guys. Right, listeners? I'm making some kind of progress. I swear. All right, I'll talk next episode. You get plenty of that. (laughs) Up next... Roll for Togekiss versus the Gyarados. Nine. Seven for the Gyarados. And then roll for Marlin versus the Charizard. Ten. Ten. Roll off. Ten. Ten. Roll off. Twelve. Nine. Woo! It is shocking to see a Pokemon hold up against the champion's Charizard in such a way. That is really scary, guys. Marlin's Charizard launches a flamethrower at the other, who launches its own dark pulse as they blow against each other. The dark Charizard just faltering. All of them are going to now make their snag rolls. The Charizard Rider with disadvantage gets an eight, so snags a Pokemon. The Pidgeot Rider 
Gets a five and does not. Makes sense. As it begins to flee. Wow, guys, this is so scary. I hate that they snag so many pokies. And then... Don't snag my pokies. The Gyarados Rider with disadvantage. Ooh, disadvantage makes it a six. Does not snag. Meanwhile, the Blastoise Rider snags one. Wow, they have Al, too. Ah. And Al, on this ghostly-looking Flygon, is just getting into the mix and does not snag one. That is all that is happening up above. Meanwhile, down below, the international police are still squaring off against Angel Mooney and Lars. They have the upper hand and are continuing to try to get past them to get to the power. Ten. Seven. Woo! At that... As the Venomoth is going about trying to inflict status conditions and slow them down, Detective Reynolds and his associates are not as affected as Mooney would hope as, working together, they focus fire and take out Lars's polyrath. And Lars <laughs> begins to bail. <laughs> Cha-Cha pursuing. Lars is like, there was not enough money in this deal for me to stick here. <laughs> Meanwhile... Back at the lab. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the lab. Yes, so the fight has broken out between the Salvatores and Tyler and the scientists. So go ahead and uh, as the scientists are trying to make their way over toward this vault to follow orders, at this point, one of them pulls an alarm on the wall. There we go. <laughs> Start shutting stuff down. Red lights begin flashing and gas begins pouring into the room. But we have masks. That is correct. But go ahead and as the fight continues, roll for the Salvatores. Six. Four. So just barely, they continue to have the upper hand. Tufus ripping and gnawing against this crowbat that is up in the air while Francis the Dunsparce continues to ping pong off of the walls and off of various lab equipment, breaking a lot of it as he goes. I like that. But go ahead and roll 2d6 for Professor Nichols. He choked. He's continuing to choke. It's two. Oh, Nichols! With a two, he is just dumbstruck. He's, he's like beginning to hyperventilate. He's panicking as all of this is happening. Is there anything else specific, any directions that you want the Salvatores to be going in or anything like that as their battle continues? I'm just protecting against the safe. Like, I mean, if they lose ground, they'll just be pushing up against it. I want them to be the closest people to the safe at all times. Okay, cool.
Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of Postcards from Pearl, where everything is fine and nothing bad is happening. While you take a second to breathe before we hop into the second half, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our awesome partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out some of their amazing dice sets like this week's featured set, Dark Matter Atomic. They are black metal dice with numbers filled with glittering enamel in brilliant blue. Feels appropriate for this episode. <laughs> you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going over to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you would like to give us a boost, please go to our page on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. Big, huge thank you to our newest patron, Rebecca. Thank you so much for supporting the show and for contributing directly to the work we're doing on and off mic, which includes making this new game. If you'd like to give us that support you could do so at patreon.com slash quest company podcast you can find the link to the patreon on our website questcompanyjunior.com if you'd like to contact us you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on instagram and twitter at questco junior you can also hang out with us in our quest company discord and get all the latest updates on monster fight and pocket monster fight the link to that is on our website and twitter speaking of which we just dropped a new update for pocket monster fight this week version 1.2 so go check that out once you finish this episode we know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about the podcast or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag Postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. I'd also like to take a moment to thank the amazing artist whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Insane in the Rain Music for the prelude to The Champion Parts 1 and 2, Team Galactic HQ and Battle Cyrus. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collector for the songs Team Galactic's Plot, A New World Order, and The Red Chain. Thank you to Zame for Pokemon Coliseum Normal Battle Remastered, Battle Galactic Grunt Remix, Team Galactic HQ, Battle Galactic Commander Remix, and Battle Battle Galactic Boss Cyrus. Thank you to Glitch X City for the songs Team Galactic Battle Version 2 and Diamond and Pearl Cyrus Battle Remix. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com and Epidemic Sound for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr.
back on the roof. Pearl, what are you doing? The Pidgeot rider is now retreating. Um, as the unexpected Shavakadoo really turned the tides in Khan's fight. Again, I want my pokies to be breaking down doors. Which reminds me, now that it is your turn, roll 2d6 for the Notorious Bird Brothers and roll 2d6 for Mudslide and Pebble slash Oscar. All right, we got um, six for Mudslide and Pebble and we got three for the birds. They have not found their way to any of the emergency exits yet. With those failures, in fact, as they approach the emergency exits, they are beginning to get lost in the crowd a bit. But that reminds me, on her last turn, Sully also began making her way toward one of the doors to help civilians. And Vigo smashes one of the doors down. I'm going to go up to Al's Pokemon and do crunch. And do crunch. All right, go ahead and roll for Shivakadu. Roll plus might. As he clashes. Nine. Nine. All right. That is going to be a mixed success. Oof. That is going to be a very effective move as it's going to deal, quote, four damage to this Flygon. A big hit. That is what has happened on your turn, but go ahead and roll 1d6. Four. Roll for Mudslide and Pebble to tough it out plus vitality. Oh, it's only a f- um, five. A five extra baggage of having Jackie. That's exactly right. Pearl, roll 4d6. I swear, if they snag my precious pokies, I will hunt them down until the day I am 15. (laughs) Oh, no. What do you want me to tell you? Just tell me the number. Oh, no. Eight. Okay. (coughs) Mudslide and Pebble both begin (coughs) coughing as they're making their way through the haze in the crowd. They are not the only ones. Many of those who are not wearing the gas masks are all doing the same. God, I hate to see Pebble cough. As you are currently engaged with Al, where is Khan going to go? Because the person he was fighting is no longer present. Oh, he can come with me. Okay, so he's also going to just help you and just team up on Al? What does he have again? He's got an Infernape. As you've gotten closer, you see that this Flygon that Al is riding different than its normal green color scheme, has more of a purple color scheme, and again, it all, almost seems to be in moments just sort of phasing in and out of this plane and has a, a smokiness to it. Well, no one's with the Blastoise. Alright, let's go, let's have him go to the Blastoise. Okay, so Khan is going to go over to the Blastoise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to make progress. Okay, so, since you have already hit the Flygon, Al is going to have it attempt to hit Chivakadoo with a psychic attack which is going to be a full success as Shavakadu takes three damage. With that, Al is also going to attempt to throw a snag ball with disadvantage, which is going to be a three as he actually tries to throw it at Shavakadu out from under you. But Shavakadu just <laughs> crunches the teeth down on it. That was cute, Al. <laughs> Meanwhile, please roll for Marlin. Nine. Ten. No as the dark Charizard gets the upper hand for a moment with a shadow claw. So wrong. (laughs) So many things are wrong in this world right now. (laughs) Roll for the Togekiss of Persica. Seven. Four. Roll for the Infernape, who is now fighting the Blastoise. Nine. Ten. Man, I don't want to be mean, but the Infernape is struggling. And I mean, that dude couldn't fly in, so. He's very old. Yeah, it's kind of showing, guys. (laughs) 
the man on the Charizard snags a Pokemon. No! Those are innocent Pokies! The person on the Gyarados does not with two ones. Okay, okay. The familiar looking man on the Blastoise snags a Pokemon. Oh! And as I said, Al does not. <laughs> that concludes this round up top. Down below, the international police now just fighting Mooney as Cha-Cha has gone after Lars. Now, Detective Reynolds and Hazel are fighting I against- I wish he wouldn't have gone after Lars, but I understand. That they are close by. Basically, Cha-Cha is just out for a round. Go ahead and still roll with advantage because they're still outnumbering him. Six. Five for Mooney, a four oh and a one. Oh my gosh. Wow, I'm so stressed out. That is four successes for them. As the Venomoth goes down, Mooney thinks for a minute and pulls the Zatu. Yeah, he's going to do his Mooney thing. While that is happening in the basement of the gym, in the lab. Mooney's motto is live to find another day. Pretty good motto. Yeah. <laughs> in the lab, Luca and Lewis are continuing their battle against Tyler and the scientists. Go ahead and roll for Luca and Lewis. Six. Six, roll off. Oh, five. Five, roll off. Are you kidding me? Look at him. Oh my gosh. Six. Five. Wow, that was the most insane three rolls. I think that Tufus is barely hanging on at this point as Francis is pinballing around because as Francis is continuing to chain these rollouts against the other two scientists. Luca and Tufus are focused on Tyler with this strange crowbat. The crowbat at this point has busted out moves like Steel Wing, but stranger, Razor Leaf. And so even though they're just barely able to squeak out the win for that round, uh, Tufus is looking rough as they are continuing to fight and he's taking these super effective hits. Roll for Professor Nichols. Eight. He finally just pulls himself together, realizes what he has to do to help everything that's happening and starts trying to move around, run around to get in position closer to Tyler so that he can snag that key card. Okay. Up top, I think that in all of the ruckus, there has been some sort of communication back and forth that up top, Pokemon are not going back into their Pokeballs. The only balls that are working are snag balls. Mm -hmm. And I think that that realization that something is going on regarding that specifically is what snaps Professor Nichols out of it. And he realizes that while they are down there, that might be his only chance to actually do something. Okay. So he's going to try. But then we go back up top. Pearl, what you got? Okay, my police are trying to get to doors. All right, cool. So go ahead and roll for Fanta and Mysterio and then roll for Mudslide Pebble and Oscar. Eight and eight. Eight and an eight. Okay. Both of them make their way through the crowds. One of the doors was already busted open by the slacking, and last turn, Sully and the slacking were making their way over to a different one, as there are four up there. But both of your Pokemon are working their way through the crowd, and just with sheer muscle and force, even though it takes all that they've got and that's all that they're able to do, they get both of those doors open, and people are flooding out of this area now with Pokemon alongside them. Some of them are just in their hands. Shane and Bailey and some of the others have taken positions as more of just guardians helping people, uh, trying to help ward off when snag balls are flying over towards some of these smaller, lower-leveled Pokemon. But that 
is what happens for them. Meanwhile, with you and Shavakadu. Um, we're going to try another crunch. Then that is a full success, 12. A full success of a 12. With that powerful crunch, Shavakadu comes in, just sinks the teeth into the spectral flygon, knocks Al off of it. A full success. You can choose one extra effect. So it does three base damage. It does an extra one because it's super effective. You can either get a plus one to your next move, give an ally plus one to their next move. You could land a big hit, dealing one extra point of damage. You can avoid an opponent's attack, taking one less damage, move just directly towards another opponent, pull another opponent towards you, or activate like a tag of a move. Because, you know, with a lot of these, we're I want to give someone plus one. Okay, great. Who would you like to give a plus one to? I want to give the Charizard guy. He's got to win this. Great. All right, so you... It's like a, it's like a symbol. I feel like it's like... Uh, Gandor, the gray becoming Gandor the white, like, but like, it's a you shall not pass moment. <laughs> All right, so you are going to. What does Shavakadu do by dealing four points of damage to the Flygon? Is more health than it had in this particular format. That's eight total. How does Shavakadu, by knocking out the Flygon, help Marlin get that extra plus one on his next move? Maybe knocking out the Flygon because it gets, like, off balance. It bumps the Charizard it's fighting. Nice. I mean, Shavakadu could very well just, with the size that he is, he's massive. He can crunch it, grab it, ragdoll it, and throw it. Yes. As it hits the Dark Charizard, knocking it off balance. Mm -hmm. So Marlin is going to have an extra plus one. For all the others fighting in this round, that knocks Al out of the situation. Great. Goodbye. We won't miss you, Al. (laughs) So go ahead and roll for Marlin on the Charizard. Six. Fitting that the figure atop the black Charizard rolled two ones. Wow. After getting hit with the Flygon. Roll for Persica on the Togekiss. Oh, two ones. Ooh, two ones. All right, so... Uh, that was her first miss, though. She was doing well. Yeah, she was she was really putting in the work. But uh, with a big flamethrower, as she tries to maneuver around, Gyarados just roasts that Togekiss. That was a great sentence. <laughs> Roll for Khan with Infernape versus the Blastoise. Yikes, three. Ooh, five. I think Khan in the situation came in distracted, knowing that his daughter was missing, Still unsure of what's going on. Kind of thinking she's here. Kind of thinking she's here, but no way to know for sure at this point. Come on, Dad. Focus up. <laughs> Sully screams. <laughs> Roll. Focus up. Focus up. Let's see if they snag some pokies. For the end of your turn also, since we haven't done it yet, roll 1d6. Three. Three. Mysterio. Roll for Mysterio to tough it out plus vitality. Um, That's an eight. All right. Then, for the snag attempts, the figure on the Charizard with disadvantage. Five with the disadvantage does not snag. The figure on the Gyarados, two ones, does not snag. The figure on the Blastoise. Leroy! Roll a d6. One. Pivots towards you. Yeah, that sounds about right. And throws one at Shavakadu. Good luck. Six, doesn't do it. Shavakadu just yells at him. Flips it away with the tail. And then Pearl yells, I still want my gym badge. (laughs) Excellent. That's up top. Meanwhile, down below, roll for the international police. 
Cha-Cha, last turn, apprehended Lars, who did not have a Pokemon anymore. So it is the three of them against Mooney with the Zatu. Six. Eight for Mooney. No! They hold strong. This is Mooney's last stand. The Zatu, just with its powerful, shadowy psychic abilities, is holding them off. In the lab, the Salvatores continue their fight against Tyler and the scientists. Let's roll to see how they're doing. 2d6? Yep. Two ones. Two ones. Tufus goes down. And who does Lucas send out next? Uh, Mr. 90s. Mr. 90s comes out in a flash, moving quickly, as Francis the Dunsparce misses also with a rollout, breaking the chain, having to pivot to something else, as the Magneton and the Porygon 2 are looking rough. Roll for Professor Nichols. Eight. What does he sacrifice in order to get the key card? What is his big play? But he gets it away from Tyler. Does he put himself in a tough position? Does he put one of the Salvatore's in a tough position as he makes this move to get the key card so that he can access the safe? Yeah, I mean, I think he'll put himself in a tough position because he's just been so flabbergasted. And I think he'll just say, Tyler, it's been so long and stand there dumbfounded as he holds the key card. (laughs) Okay. I mean, and you can take take that for what you would like. Yeah, he is in a tough spot to try to get back to the safe right now. Meanwhile, back up top, it is your turn once again. Is Al out? Al is out. Al is retreating. After you threw the Flygon off the roof, Al has run off. He got flung off of the Flygon and has run off to somewhere. And this Blastoise, what's their deal? The Blastoise? It looks like a tank. It's got this metallic shell, and it is blasting not just water from its cannons. I don't think I want to engage in it. I think I'd rather help old man Jenkins. (laughs) I want it to rain. I want to cause rain. You could try to shape the field with Shavakadu. Yeah. What would that mean? What would that? Could I get rain that way? Yeah, I'd say that you could. Let's see. What are you attempting to do with the rain? Disperse fog. Okay. Or even wind. Like if Shavakadu could fly fast enough, hard enough, so that flap he could, its tail long enough. So that he could whip up a sort of whirlwind of his own. Okay, cool. Just with the sheer force of his draconic powers, then, go ahead and roll to shape the field. Eight. Eight. Okay. So a mixed success. He does do this. What What does it look like as he causes, uh, is, it, is it rain? Is it a whirlwind? What is he doing as he begins clearing the fog and the smoke and the mist and the haze, allowing people to see better so they're not all just running all over each other as they're attempting to get out of here and can see the exits more clearly? I think he like does an equation in his head and he's like, wait, if I do this, if I do that, it all lines up perfectly. Math. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And he just finds the perfect spot on top of like the roof. And he starts like, you know how the the roof opens up? Uh Uh-huh. He grabs it. He uses crunch with the roof panels and he starts to flap the roof panels up and down. Nice. Enough to cause enough wind to start to disperse smoke. Very nice, very nice. Meanwhile, I think that the trade-off is that now the Blastoise is also shaping the field in that it is just boom, 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 
just blasting off these these different types of energy. There's water, there's flash cannons, there's there's all kinds of different things coming out of its various cannons from its tanky shell, uh, causing hazards for everyone. Making it more difficult for the folks getting out, for sure, as they're trying to avoid the blasts. Classic. Classic Leroy. Hurting the public, hurting the innocent. <laughs> That's his main mode, man. What are your other pokies doing now? They've opened the doors and people are going through these emergency exits. I think that just from the sheer amount of people that at this point, uh, Ringo's definitely out. Ringo bailed on this whole thing a long time ago as far as what Mm -hmm. his post was. Mm -hmm. But Jess and Elliot, I think with the sheer amount of just mobs of people coming down these stairs, cannot contain the doors at this point. I think my Pokemon are using their capes now to put them on their mouths. Okay. Go ahead and uh, just roll 1d6 then. So that's all that they're doing is they're just focusing on not breathing in anymore this stuff. Yes. One. Roll for Shavakadu to tough it out plus... Vitality. It's just a five. Okay, that is a failure. So at this point, you're not making your way over to anyone else yet. You you aren't able to engage in combat with any. No, of the we're others just flapping the roof yet. panels as much as we can. Great. I mean, can I also say that my Pokemon are just trying to find a safe place? They're trying to find a place like to hide at this yeah. point. Then, yeah, go ahead and. Uh, well, is there a specific place that you want them to try to go? Yeah, I think I want them to go down the stairs. They're going down the stairs. Yeah. Okay. They're going down the stairs. I mean, they don't have to follow everyone. They can just stop in a stairwell. Okay, but they are trying to get out of the way. Yeah, they're trying to get out of the openness of this arena. Okay. As we then pick up on the battles between the others, roll for Marlin. Seven. Eight. This dark Charizard should not be this strong. With another dark pulse, it knocks Marlin off balance a bit. Roll for Persiga. Four. Four, roll it. Eight. Eight, roll it. Eight. Four. The toga kiss with that one drives off the Gyarados. Woo! With another dazzling gleam, the Gyarados just seems to have some sort of aversion to it uh, as uh, the rider is unable to really control it and he begins going away. Roll four, Khan against the Blastoise. Nine. Versus the six. The Infernape gets the upper hand, and with a fire punch, it seems as though that is super effective against this Blastoise. Old man Jenkins just needed to see better. (laughs) He couldn't see, y'all. Couldn't see. He's old. He's so old. And Sully, at this point, now that all of the doors are open, as Vigo (laughs) went and busted the other one open, and things have cleared up, a lot of the people are out now. Who's she going towards? I think she's going towards her dad. Cool. That makes sense. She spends her turn getting up in the mix over there. So, the figure atop the Charizard does not snag anything. Oof. The figure on the Gyarados does not snag anything and is retreating. That's good. That's good. And the figure on the Blastoise does snag a Pokemon. Down below, the international police are trying their best to apprehend Mooney and the Zat. <laughs> <laughs> roll for him. Seven. Seven. Roll it. Uh, six. Ten. Ah! Mooney, at this point, receives some sort of communication, has a hand to his ear for a moment, looks at the Zatu, grabs it, and teleports away. Sounds about right. Meanwhile, back at the lab. Well, can we turn on the lights now? Yes. 
As Mooney teleports, Detective Reynolds runs over to the lever, shoves it upward, restoring power. Meanwhile, back in the lab. Sound like a broken turkey. Roll for the Salvatores. Dude. Ten. Five. Lewis finishes off with ancient power. Francis the Dunsparce just brings up stone from below the tiles of the lab, along with lab equipment, just throws it at both the Magneton and the Porygon 2, knocking them out. Well, I have a question. Yes. Could Luca now be open for Nichols to toss him the key thing? And could I get advantage on that? Yes. Great. That's P- what Pivoting I- from fighting yeah, Tyler. Yeah, because like, Nichols is still deer in the headlights, so unprepared for this meeting, even though he knew this could happen. Yes. And yeah, if, if he could have a baton toss and Luca get the Pokeballs. Okay, yeah. Go ahead and roll with advantage then. He's just like, Professor! <laughs> Doc! Professor, give me the key card! We gotta go back in time! Give me the key card! Eight. An eight. A mixed success. Professor Nichols tosses the key card toward Luca, who quickly snags it and runs over to the safe while the alarms are blaring and this gas is seeping through the chamber. But with the key card, he does manage to open the safe grab the Pokeballs and put them in his bag. But with the mixed success, I think that at this point, as the other two scientist Pokemon are knocked out, Tyler begins to flee. Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense. Also, roll for Mr. 90s to tough it out. Eight. Plus vitality for him is one, so... Nine. A nine? Okay. A nine, a mixed success for Mr. 90s. Roll 4d6. 14. Okay. Tyler's fleeing. Is anyone pursuing? No, but... Louie alerts Janice that Tyler is fleeing. Okay, good to know. Can Luca grab everything in the safe? Everything in the safe? Can, like, maybe it happens in this next turn. I mean, we could just say anything that was in the safe. He swaps it. Yeah, he, he just it. does a full sweep. Nice. So no one's following Tyler. No, but Janice is alerted. Janice is alerted, taking us back up to the rooftop. Very few Team Smoke members remain just the figure on the Charizard and the figure on the Blastoise at this point. Pearl, what are you doing atop Shavakadu, who is <coughs> coughing a little bit as he got a failure on that tough-it-out roll. Shavakadu, no! I think we're going to try to help with this Charizard fight. So you have Shavakadu fly over in the direction of the two Charizards who have been just boom, 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 flying past each other, doing the really cool like anime fly past thing. They've been shooting flamethrowers and dark pulses at each other, shadow claws and dragon claws. What are you doing with Shavakadu? Dragon pulse. Okay, so Shavakadu is going to be flying over in the direction of the two of them and let loose a dragon pulse at the shadowy black Charizard. Go ahead and roll. Ten. Ten. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a full success. As the two of them were engaged with each other, there is just uh, a moment. You have an opening where the rider of the black Charizard is distracted and Shavakadu lets out this with more draconic power than certainly Shavakadu has had before, but even more draconic power than most any Gyarados has had before. He unleashes this dragon pulse, which sends the other shadowy Charizard flailing about in the moment. He's actually in free fall for a moment as they catch themselves as that Charizard comes up. Can the guy take advantage of that? Can he go right now? 
he doesn't need to because with a full success on your dragon pulse, the rider of the shadowy dark Charizard is defeated. Whoa. He's in free fall for a moment before he like pulls back up at this point from the dragon pulse. His mask was actually <gasps> knocked off. Ooh, that's a bonus. You see <gasps> this large and imposing man clean cut with this sharp, bright red undercut spiked. Il Drago looks at you with a scowl. No way. And flies away. At the sight of him flying away, the figure on the Blastoise gives a signal to his Pokemon as the cannons go back into the shell and cannons come out where the feet should be and he blasts off following. But that is where we'll end this episode. <laughs> what? Uh, you get all the cool post scenes. I'm adding my own post scene right here, right now. I fly down. You do. All my pokies come to me. They do, because none of them got snagged. Oh, okay, now we can end the episode. Not for lack of trying. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. Now I can fall asleep tonight, more like it. I put them all back in their Pokeballs? Not yet. Okay. Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go. It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go. Thank you for listening to Postcard from Poor on Quest Company Jr. Postcards from Pearl is a fan-made podcast and is not affiliated with Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company.